So what were some of the things that you were doing or being that didn't fit anymore that might be relevant to some people out there? Like I said, my job, uh, you know, nine to five spreadsheet kind of job. And it was actually when I left that job and started this practice full time, that's when the headaches pretty much went, went away. away. Welcome to the Create Happy Now podcast, dedicated to helping you start your journey to discover true happiness. Join me, your host, Susan Blanton, weekly as we explore the transformation stories and words of wisdom from our Masters of Happiness with tips you can start applying today to create happy now. Hey, this is Susan Blanton. This is the Create Happy Now podcast. And today my guest is Susan Pullen. Susan Pullen from the True Radiance Healing Arts works with people who are tired of struggling and ready to break through the barriers that keep them from lasting happiness. She guides people through uncovering and healing the root causes behind their struggles and connecting with their divine selves so that they are free to live their full, loving, joyful potential. With more than 20 years as a life coach, energy healer, and family constellation facilitator, Susan has been unlocking potential and helping people free themselves from pain and achieve lasting transformation. Well, Susan, welcome to the Create Happy Now podcast. I'm so glad that you're here today, and I'm excited to hear a little bit more about you and share that with the listeners. Tell us a little bit about how, you know, what was your story? What what got you to um, starting to get into your transformation and then what made you kind of go, all right, I I need to share this knowledge and, and, and help people and coach people. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for having me on the show, Susan. Um, so I, I always felt drawn to healing and, and supporting work. Um, and then there was a point in my life where, uh, first of all, I, I got a migraine and um, this migraine lasted about five years oh my. and and then uh, improved to the point where it was where I had a migraine 21 days a month. Um, and that went on for a number of years after that. So at a certain point in my life, um, I was in a relationship that wasn't exactly the right relationship for me at that point. I was in a a job that wasn't really the right job for me. Mm -hmm. And I was living with this migraine. And I remember I was, uh, I was driving to work one day. And, um, and I I got this, you know, kind of voice in my head that said, your intuition. uh, Yeah. (laughs) That said, a sacrifice is required. And I, I pulled over to the side of the road. Whoa, that would make and- me want to pull over, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I pulled over and, um, you know, listened, listened further, asked for more information. Um, and what, what came to me was 
that it was the sacrifice needed was my idea of who I was, my my limited idea of who I was and and what I was doing in the life that I was in. That is so profound. And I think a lot of times people are just playing a role. They're playing a role that they were told they're supposed to play or they're playing a role that they want to be, but they're just not going to fit into that role um, easily or comfortably or where it's just not them. And I, I applaud you for pulling over, like I said, um, and asking for more intuition. Have you had before this point, had you had interactions with your intuition? Were you a little bit more familiar with it? Or it was so such a profound kind of download that you got that, that you were just like, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, what just happened here? You know, I'd, I'd had like flashes like that before. I would not, I would not have called myself particularly intuitive at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'd, I'd had, I'd had moments here and there in my life. Um, but it, it wasn't, and it's interesting. I, I always, it was like, I felt like I'm supposed to be intuitive. Like that's part of who I'm supposed to be in this life. Well, we and all yet, have that ability. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But I felt like, um, kind of like I was just waiting for the clouds to part and like the lightning the bolt writing to on the wall. <laughs> right. right. And like, oh, slap across the face. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and almost like that though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll pull over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But even after that, you know, things kind of went quiet again and, and I I finally kind of got tired of waiting for that intuitive sense to be accessible all the time. Yeah. And, and so I've, I've learned, I learned how to kind of go to the intuition gym and, um, <laughs> make that more, more accessible for myself. I'm actually, uh, putting out a, um, uh, I'm going to have a class I've offered it in person and, um, virtually before, but I'm, I'm putting up a, uh, uh, evergreen, you know, available class people can do in their own, in their own time. That'll be up pretty soon called your intuitive body. So wow. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So you were stopping in your car and you're asking for more intuition and what did you get? Yeah. So this, this sense that, um, my, my sense of who I was, my, my story about who I was, the roles that I was in were, were too small for me, basically. It wasn't the right fit. Yeah. Yeah. And so once I, um, changed a lot of things in my life, mm-hmm. including, including kind of unexpected things. Like I considered myself a very grateful person and I, I always, you know, tried to see the good and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. the way I was doing it, I was kind of just suppressing the things that irritated me and the things that weren't working. And so surprisingly, that was one of the things I had to give up about myself was this like attachment to being a grateful person. Gratitude is still a huge part of my life, but, um, but I, I needed to kind of make my 
my expression of myself wider. So what were some of the things that you were doing or being that didn't fit anymore that might be relevant to some people out there? Yeah. Well, my marriage um, for sure was fun. Um, Another was, like I said, my job, uh, you know, nine to five spreadsheet kind of job. And it was actually when I left that job and started this practice full time, that's when the headaches pretty much went, went away. away. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like this, the same thing, you know, um, there, there's a lot of times where I made a completely, um, big change, like character change in myself Mm -hmm. um, from the time I got divorced to when I was a single mom. Um, Of course, there was a kind of a, a, uh, I was all over the place. I didn't know what I was, but um, I definitely, I went from being as almost like a, like a stay at home mom to being a career single mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, worrying about every little thing to only caring about things that really mattered. Um, I, I mean, it's sometimes when you start just choosing to change one thing, you realize, oh, I gotta, I gotta change this too. And in order to change this, I've got, you know, to get rid of this belief and this belief and this belief, you know? Um, and I mean, I still have, beliefs and the cobwebs in the corners that I'm just like, oh, that's still there. All there. Um, you know, you get some residue that happens for sure. So, so you, um, so you changed your career, your, um, your relationship with your, did you, did you end your marriage or did you just change? I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a very, in a friendly way we're we're still friends but yeah, yeah, yeah. just not the right just, yeah, I outgrew it, it in it a was way toxic yeah. for you I mean not toxic like bad but it was just like it didn't fit it didn't fit it didn't, it didn't fit, fit anymore yeah anymore. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and part of that was also me finally being more true to myself in um following my more of a spiritual path you know in, um, in developing my relationship with the divine and my divine self. And, um, yeah. And so I just, yeah, like I said, I needed a bigger, a bigger space for that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Now I know that you help people with really discovering and healing their root causes. And so what you're saying is like, you're, two of your major root causes was um, you just didn't feel like your relationship with another human being, specifically your husband was not a fit for you. I mean, sometimes it's, it's your husband, maybe it's a relationship with some friends that you're just like, you know, they're just not going in the direction I'm going in, you know, and I just don't feel like it's benefiting me. You know, sometimes you have to shed some, some of that. Um, were there any other, I mean, in your career, 
those are those are two big ones. So um, what are some other root causes that with working with your clients that they have discovered that, you know, maybe people are like, oh, it, it could be something really small that actually has a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I think, I mean, definitely like the job and the marriage and the friends and all of that, but I think underneath that mm -hmm. was, um, me being true to myself and to my, my path, my calling. Um, and those were just some of the outward forms that were out of alignment with that. Right. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing that has been huge for me and, and huge for my clients is working with inherited family trauma. Mm -hmm. So and that's we the are, family constellation part, right? That's right. the family constellation part. Yeah, yeah. We are so much more connected um, to people than we realize. Uh, I, I mean, you might notice you're with a friend and they're in a terrible mood and then you kind of come away in a terrible mood. Um, but when we share DNA with people, there's, <laughs> it's, uh, there's so much more there. And uh, so we take on a lot of those, the emotions, the, the patterns, the reactions, the, the beliefs, the reactions, right. Of, of people in our family history, even if we never met them, even if we don't know <laughs> yeah, their yeah. stories, it's crazy, but the body and the soul remembers. And yeah, so I've found that work just super profound for me and for um, so many of my clients, that's been the real life changer. You know, it's really true. And if you haven't done a past life regression, um, that's, is that kind of probably also in a way your family constellation, because you are your own an ancestor um, in a way, but um, like I noticed things that show up today that came up in a past life regression. Uh, I mean, even down to my eyesight, hmm. it, mm -hmm. it was nuts. Um, and in a relationship that was in a former past life. Yeah. Cause I discovered when I was in that state, the emotion that I have currently was there like that was that person not somebody else it was that person but I was somebody different they were somebody different mm -hmm. but that we were the same person inside having that same relationship but it was a different circumstance different bodies different period of time it was right. I, I you know and I didn't even this is when I was first discovering my you know journey and I was just like open to anything but I was like, past life, really? I don't know. Let's see what this is all about. And then when I got in the middle of it, I, I mean, 10 years later, I still remember it vividly. The the um, session that we, I had had and the visions that I had during that time. And it's, it really like makes the rest of your life just come into more focus. You know, yeah. like why you do things or why you don't do things or um, why that happens or why do you have tendencies for this or that? So it's, yeah. it's yeah. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so past lives definitely 
can be relevant um, to to what's going on for us in in this life. And and I agree that sometimes we've had past lives in our family lineage in this life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and, and there's there's a way in which our our ancestral our family soul. So like the the um that greater field of energy of our our family lineage there's a way in which it's self-healing and self-regulating that um that we in our lives will end up repeating something that hasn't been healed yet mm-hmm. or or in our lives balancing uh or trying to pay a debt in a way for something that happened in the family history and and i think that that our soul comes into this life i i imagine you believe this too with intentions to grow in mm-hmm. you know in certain ways and and that coming into a particular family soul is it's kind of a setup for us to make sure we don't miss what we came for right well yeah i mean at, when we leave this life and we kind of take a moment before we reincarnate i mean we 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 know what we're getting into it's when you get here you're like what the heck is going on you know you right. forget everything um and it's on purpose but i i understand that as this consciousness changes as i mean we're we're quickly evolving as a consciousness that that veil of um not remembering mm-hmm. we might have a sense of it we might react to things unconsciously we don't realize why we're doing something you know that we're doing but as we get more evolved into this new overall consciousness then and, and there's already proof that people are coming back and remembering their their last life um there's a significant amount of reports now there's even a show about it where kids are um, remembering. I mean, they're like two, three, four years old, barely able to talk and they're explaining, oh, my name's not this, it's this. And this is where I lived and this is how I died. And then the parents kind of like go and look and see, well, is this true? I mean, how would they even know this? Like a four-year-old knew all the parts of a plane, like parts that children just don't know, not parts that adults don't even know you know <laughs> just like and that is that and that is that and this breaks you have to do that and um it, it's very interesting and it kind of leads you to believe that you know eventually we're gonna not be in the dark you know we're, we're gonna be learning faster we're going to be remembering how to do things we're going to be talking faster reading faster becoming aware of who we really are faster yeah, yeah. And I think in this particular time period on our way there, everything that's not aligned with who we really are is getting is getting activated. You know, yeah. Um it's coming up for people uh to work with. The contrast is much yeah. different. Uh it's not so subtle anymore. We're not ignoring, oh, well, here's the pattern of what you're supposed to do in life. And then you start doing it and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not for me, Yeah, you know? And I think um, 
you know, my generation and the generation before, you know, this is what you do and this is what you do. And nobody questioned it. You just went out and did it. Um, and now my generation is like halfway through and going, oh, wait a minute. No, <laughs> I got to the end of that rainbow and there weren't any gold there. So, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, people are just, I mean, even millennials are starting their career and going, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And they go YouTube, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and they love it. Um, or they're just like, I, I don't want to do what my parents have laid out for me. I, I want to do what I want to do. Uh, I don't want to go to college or I, I want to travel the world. I mean, in, when I was in high school and college, nobody traveled the world. <laughs> Yeah. Kids are yeah. doing it all the time. They're being digital nomads and just going all over the place. So yeah. what are some of the other root causes um, that people uh, it might want to look into and, um, you know, maybe dive into things that they didn't realize might be a root cause? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me tell you another quick story about the ancestral healing. Piece. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is part of my story and that way I know I have permission to share it. Yeah. Um, so I, I lived a lot of my life with kind of an undertow of um, sadness, grief, um, feeling alone in the world. And when I found this, this work with inherited family trauma, I, I started looking at where in my family line does, does this feeling make sense? Because it didn't actually make sense in my life. Uh, I mean, there were people that I lost like anyone, but, um, but just the degree and the fact that it felt like it had been with me my whole life. And this is what I see with clients too. Mm -hmm. They, they say, this has been with me my whole life, this sense of shame, this sense of guilt, um, you know, this it's an fear. emotion they couldn't really lay a finger on, like what caused it? Cause they just yeah. like, I, you know, this happened, but I'm kind of over it, but I still feel this way, not right. specifically to that event, but just in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, um, or people reach a certain milestone, whether it's a birthday or they leave home, they get married, they have their first child. And, and all of a sudden something comes up for them, the, a fear, an intense fear comes up that hasn't been there before. Uh, we call it the ancestral alarm clock. It's like um, we hit the same milestone where a tragedy happened for an ancestor oh, okay. at that, at that same age. And, um, so for me, I was, I took this, this feeling and this, um, this sense of I'll be, I'll be alone, um, in my grief back into my family line to say, where does this make sense? And, and as I did a little bit of research and I, I have the benefit of, you know, being able to do some genealogy research, not everybody knows their family, but we can still do this work even with people who don't know their family history because like I said, the body remembers. And so there's still a process for that, for uncovering it. But uh, I, I discovered my great grandmother, um, 
her father left when she was when she was young basically disappeared uh when she was young um she was in a uh, one of the census reports she's in a home for defective children i don't know why we would call it that but that was the official census record um and her mother is also in a like in a shelter at that time her um her younger brother was given up for adoption and I think he was about eight um, to another family uh, because obviously mom couldn't support them. Um, and then when my great grandmother got a little bit older, she married. They went nine years without having a child, which I think in that day, it's very unlikely that she was never pregnant. I think it's very likely she had um, miscarriages, you know, lost lost some children in there, mm -hmm. uh, and then had, um, had my grandfather. And when my grandfather was a boy, uh, her husband committed suicide. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. So like this feeling of grief and I'll be alone, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense in her life. And when I was able to say, I see that this is yours mm -hmm. and not mine, and energetically separate from that, then it was like that cloud lifted for me. Yeah, I understand that a lot of times we reincarnate back into our own family. So, you know, like for instance, my father passed away in 2011. If my daughter has a baby boy, could be him, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So it's possible that you just, you are kind of going through you're, you're somebody else but you still have those residue of emotions that she had because you perhaps lived she wore her and you just have that residue because it was so deep yeah her. yeah but we do this with our parents and our grandparents and our aunts and uncles too you know we do it with uh, people who are alive at the same time we are yeah that's yeah. that's uh it's the thing is about we just don't have it all figured out and there's i mean the more that we learn the more that we realize we don't know i mean yeah the yeah. the absolute truth of who we really are and in the universe and the extent and of source and what that really means to us and um but i think that if you just look for what is to try to identify like what are the things the root causes you know because sometimes when you figure out what it is it's just a matter of just letting it go um i mean i i know there's been um situations where people have like a phobia and they don't really know why. And when they finally kind of go back to that time and place where that phobia was created and then they realize, oh, well, that's silly. Like for instance, um, there was a story of a woman who was afraid of birds and, and she didn't really like think about like, well, you know, I'm just afraid of birds. I'm like, I don't want to be out. If I see a bird, you know, I got to run inside. Um, and so um, a therapist 
talked to her and said, well, what was the first memory of a bird? And so long story, um, I guess a, a bird had dropped down into their fireplace somehow because mm-hmm. the flue was open and she was a small child and it was flying around and it kind of hit her and it scared her. And, you know, everybody was just screaming and, and trying to grab the bird. And so she just thought the bird was dangerous. And, and from then on, she just was afraid of birds. So when she realized when she kind of like, I think they had to do like a hypnosis session to get her back to this point. And then when she realized that's why, and then the the birds aren't going to attack you, most likely, um, her phobia was gone. Um, so it's, it's profound how it, you know, it could be a, a childhood memory or it could be mm-hmm. a constant, I don't know, a family constellation kind of memory, um, that once mm-hmm. you kind of An ancestral take, memory, yeah. ancestral memory, when you get back to it, you kind of just go, Oh, you know, that's what that was. And it's mm-hmm. not gonna affect me in this lifetime, you know, I mean, I'm not a family constellation facilitator, but, um, so what, what are some of the ways, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm sure it's not just as easy just to turn it off, but what are some ways that you help people once they've identified that, how, how do they kind of, uh, heal that? Yeah. So in the process of, uh, of doing family constellation work, there's also um, what I would call an energetic release. Um, and there's oftentimes there's a, there's, you might call it a, a little ritual component. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there's for sure an energetic component as well as, um, as well as just the conscious awareness of, oh, this doesn't actually belong to me mm-hmm. and I don't need to live my life this way. Um, it, it really takes more than that because it takes also releasing it from the body. Yeah. Yeah. How do you release it from the body? That's what I was talking about with that, the energetic release that happens in the course of, uh, of a family constellation. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, so what are some of the other things that, um, I know you do a family constellation and, and you, you know, help people get down to the root causes. What are some of the other struggles that you've found that people, um, have that you've been able to help them eliminate or, you know, be able to kind of make some adjustments? Yeah. So, um, health issues, uh, emotional patterns, like, like I talked about, uh, relationship patterns, like some people feel like they get in the same bad relationship over and over with different people. Um, or I keep falling in love with people who aren't available or, um, betrayals, abandonment, that kind of thing. When anytime something repeats, then, um, then it's worth looking at where did this start because it's not going to be about the other person. Right. Right. It's, it's kind of what you're attracting, right. Or what your conscious is looking for. Um, so how, how does that work? 
Yeah, and I think of it as, you know, again, our soul, like the divine part of us wants to heal those those stories of separation and isolation and and lack of love and um and so they'll keep coming up in our lives not to punish us not because we want something bad to happen um but but just as opportunities as invitations to to heal it yeah to learn the lesson the soul mm-hmm. lesson yeah mm-hmm. because from what i mean what i understand and and not everybody believes this, but it makes the most sense to me. And many of the people that you know I've interviewed um, on this podcast feel the same way that our our souls incarnate as human as more of kind of like going to school. You know, if you come back, you come down, you you incarnate as a, a certain person and and you have circumstances that you experience that help you grow and then next time you come in you want to do something else and take a different course <laughs> um and sometimes you might have failed and you gotta go around and repeat your course again. <laughs> you know um maybe that's some of the residual stuff that you get from the family constellation that you're just um yeah, you yeah. need to get take the course a couple times to finally go. Oh, okay, I get it now. I got I got May now. I can I can move on and graduate on to the next thing. Um, but it just it just makes sense. But it kind of puts less pressure on this life and just enjoying it instead of trying to fit it into some old pattern that just isn't um fulfilling yeah yeah so um so susan tell us what uh what's your favorite quote so uh, a favorite quote of mine is um from another family constellation facilitator a german man named uh, stefan hausner who said we have to risk belonging in order to have becoming and what I take from that is we have to, we have to risk our sense of um, people will think we're weird. Uh, <laughs> we have to risk breaking the rules of um, our social groups, our family norms, in order to, to fully embody the person that we came to be. Yeah. Right. I mean, in- <sighs> like the sacrifice you talked about when you mm-hmm. you get had to pull over that was yeah. what he was talking about right yeah. that yeah that you you've got to go okay well some things might fall away from my life as i know it and i'm going to have to let those things go otherwise i will not become my full potential yeah and i think when we do that we find a much deeper, richer sense of belonging. Yeah. Right. Uh, so like, um, we're not actually giving that up, but it feels, it feels risky. Temporarily. It feels like, yeah. oh my gosh, I might lose my entire family, but you know, they, it comes around. It, it's, um, I, I went through this too. 
Um, I, it just felt like there was nobody going in the direction I was going and And I was going down a rabbit hole that I just couldn't stop. I had to go seek this truth that I needed for myself. And the more I sought it, the further away from my family, I felt mm -hmm. um, in my connection to the beliefs that we had shared. So they're, they're, they have one belief and I had a different belief. And so it felt like there was some pulling away, a disconnect from them. And I was also afraid to share my new beliefs because I didn't want them to think badly of me or shun me or question me. Um, so that is very hard for a lot of people. Um, you know, no matter what kind of change that you're making, um, even if it's changing careers or changing a spouse or moving or anything where it's a, it's huge change. Um, you're going to go through that. People aren't always going to be on board. Um, but sometimes you just got to do it because it's, it's for you. I mean, you are the only person you're going to have the rest of your life, you know, your soul and your body for the, this incarnation, that's all you're going to have. Um, people are going to come and go. Places are going to come and go. Careers, things, all of that's going to come and go, but this is all you have for sure. You know, from now until the end of your time here. So it's not selfish to take on that attitude. Yeah. No. And there, there are ways that we can do it where we still feel really connected and supported and loved. Um, yeah. 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 And, I and mean, it's a hard I, way. <laughs> I think that our fear of the disconnect is bigger than what actually really happens. And yeah. even if it does, you do have some sacrifices, what comes to you is 10 times more than what you you've lost. And then sometimes you regain what you've lost as well. Yeah. So yes. what's, what's your happy hack, Susan? My happy hack. So, um, let's see. So uh, in the moment thing, separate from the, the deep work that I do, um, if, if I'm looking for day, <laughs> Uh, my happy hack is connecting with spirit. It's connecting with the divine and the divine within me. And that actually ties to the free gift that I wanted to offer your listeners, which is just a short meditation that I use for, um, for connecting with the divine to feel loved and supported. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll put the link right here so um, that they get in, in, in the show notes below. Uh, so they can reach out to you and, and, uh, and check out your meditation. It's a guided meditation, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cause that is a great way to connect. I mean, you have to be in the moment to be connected and the way you are connected is letting your mind calm down and, and meditation is, is the key to that. So, especially if you're not used to 
connecting with your your inner being. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. Channel. And if you want more, check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com. 